career. I just wanted to take a moment to kind of give you all an update. Uh, the reason I've been out the last month is unfortunately my grandmother uh, passed away at the end of October. And it happened uh, kind of suddenly. I mean, we we had known that you know she was obviously sick, um, older, declining in health, but it kind of happened a little bit quicker than we all expected. So I was back home at the last few weeks with family, uh, kind of you know being there, supporting, obviously uh, processing everything that happened, and then just the last week or so, just getting back to my um, routine and uh, going forward and everything I do. Uh, I really just wanted to though just give an update. Uh, my grandmother Julia Dragonette someone I adored and um, admired greatly. Uh, she was a big part of why I liked cooking, always believed in me and my writing specifically. Um, big reason why I wanted to shout that out on this podcast. Uh, but more than that, she was just one of those uh, diehard supporters of me that I hope throughout the rest of my years, I uh, prove right in terms of the actions I take and the work I do and hopefully the success I find, however that might be in life. So, But I did want to just take a moment to uh, let you all know that uh, my grandmother was a really tremendous lady. She always had a smile on her face. She always was someone who was so caring and thoughtful and just there for me whenever I needed. And like I said, just unwavering support, something that uh, really, truly meant a lot to me. And she will be greatly missed by myself, my family. But um, yeah, so that's my update. That's kind of where I've been the last month. I was in a really good uh, mode of podcasting, I feel like, up until then. But that's why I've been absent. And I just felt like I wanted to give a uh, a quick update on that. And also just, you know, saying rest in peace to my grandmother, truly a, someone who I wouldn't be here without the support she's given me over the last 25 years of my life. So thank you, grandma. And um, yeah, thank you all for understanding. And for those who know about it, thanks for reaching out. Hello, Lion Cook Nation. This is Ray DeLucci with the Lion Cook Thoughts Podcast. Hope everyone is doing well and hope everyone is staying safe. Welcome back to another episode. This is going to be a solo episode. As we close out 2022, we're starting to get to the end of the year. I wanted to take a look at some statistics, kind of where this industry is at right now, and also just kind of give my thoughts on what's really been going on uh, and kind of the expectations we set in restaurants right now or in just in the food industry in general. But I just find this pretty fascinating. The National Restaurant Association on their website has a research tab. They've been going through a lot of the data over the last few months and just wanted to uh, take a little bit of a dive into that and kind of see what's going on and kind of thoughts uh, moving forward. Before we begin, please go to linecookthoughts.com and sign up for the newsletter, the Prepless Items newsletter that I put out every Monday. Uh, over the last almost four years of doing this show, I've come on, I've come upon a lot of information, things that I find very useful. And so I put together a newsletter where I just share all these items that I find useful, thoughts, ideas, uh, gear, things that might not even have anything to do with cooking. But if you're a food industry professional, I think you would enjoy. I share it all in this newsletter every Monday. If you go to linecookthoughts.com and subscribe, you can sign up and get this free newsletter every Monday. Also, just wanted to say, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please leave a review. An honest review is all I ask, something that I can uh, you know, get feedback on and kind of improve from there. So thank you all for listening, and here we go. All right, so I was kind of going over this solo podcast idea for a while. It's been on my mind. Um, and it's basically kind of this idea of the standard in restaurants when I was in, obviously, 
the pandemic knocked me out. I went to a more uh, into a more of a research and development role, as I've said a couple of times on the podcast. And so I'm kind of outside looking in in regards to obviously day to day work. I talk to you all running this podcast, running Instagram. So I have a pretty good pulse on what's going on. And if you just scroll on my Instagram, you know, every person I ask, I ask why they cook and I ask if anything needs to get changed. And still the same answers, mental health awareness, uh, better pay, better work-life balance, better treatment of uh, people in the restaurant industry. Uh, so I want to first get into kind of some statistics, and then I want to kind of go forward into kind of what I've noticed as a broader trend over the last few years, pre and post pandemic. So uh, it's just important to note that 2.4 million people have left the industry since 2020, since the pandemic started. That's for people accounted for, could be it could be a variance in there. Uh, but it's just really interesting for me to see that, you know, so many people left, obviously were displaced like myself or uh, people just quit and definitely went and did their own thing. It's all dependent on their personal situation, but just setting that framework to go into kind of what we're going to talk about now. So on the National Restaurant Association's website, so it's restaurant.org. And I'm going to put a link in the, uh, in the description of this episode. So you can kind of see what I'm looking at, but they put out this, uh, research report on November 4th, 2022. So pretty recent. It says restaurant job growth was uneven in recent months. And it was really something I was interested in going into uh, this new year with everything going on in the economy and everything going on in the labor market. So uh, basically to start off by saying restaurant employment continues to trend higher, but the gains were somewhat choppy in recent months. Eating and drinking places added a net 6,000 jobs in October on a seasonally adjusted basis, according to preliminary data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And this is a really great um, read they do. It's pretty concise. And some numbers pulled from that. So right now we are 565,000 less jobs in the restaurant industry than we had before the pandemic. So while restaurants have employed more people since COVID hit, we are still over half a million jobs away from where we were staffing wise pre-pandemic. And what that equates to from their survey is two out of three restaurants are understaffed right now, which is obviously not great. Think about that. Two out of three restaurants. If you're walking down your street, two out of three of them, you know, statistically are understaffed. And that's pretty wild. If you've ever worked in a restaurant, you know how crazy it is not having a lot of staff. And obviously, the um, understaffing issue has been something that's been talked about for quite some time. I think we're all aware of that. But going a little bit further in, it's uh, September also marked the 18th consecutive month with at least 1 million unfilled job openings. So pretty crazy. Prior to this 18th month streak we've been on, hospitality sector job openings had only surpassed 1 million once during the entirety of the Jolt data series, which they're pulling from, which dates back to the year 2000. So that's pretty wild. From 2000 to the pandemic, there was only one month where there was a million unfilled jobs in the restaurant industry, in the service industry. And now we're, we've been on this 18th month streak. So obviously the hospitality sector has not recovered fully from the pandemic. So putting it another way, there were two job openings for every person that was officially categorized as unemployed. And, you know, that is just wild. So in looking at this data, because I was going to do this podcast without looking at data at first, I was like, I kind of have a key on what's going on in regards to what people have been telling me. But then I wanted to look at data to kind of back up what I was saying. And it's, it's still true that obviously COVID hasn't, the COVID impact hasn't been recovered from, which is a big obvious, but more so it's kind of a mix of, I think there's a lot of good, like, 
actors in the space right now really trying to revamp how restaurants work in regards to pay, how much they charge customers, uh, what they're doing inside of their kitchens, how they're treating their employees. But there still is kind of this negative connotation with working in restaurants from what I, from how, you know, what I've been doing in terms of the work with line cook dots and kind of talking to people within the industry. So, you know, it's hard enough, obviously to staff 96% of operators, 96% are experiencing supply delays or shortages of key food or beverage items. Um, they experienced that in 2021, and they're still ex- expected to experience that in 2022. This is based off their website. And then 51% of adults right now say that they aren't eating at restaurants as often as they would like, which is an increase of six percentage points from before the pandemic. So all that to say is definitely a lot going on. Uh, in the restaurant industry, a lot going on in the economy, and just a lot going on in general in the food space. And I lay all this data out, and I and like I said, I will link it to um, the description of the episode, so you can go ahead and look at it for yourself. To kind of go into my topic today of the expectation of suffering is a negative on the food industry. And what does that mean exactly? What am I talking about? Uh, basically, what I kind of have seen over the last almost four years of doing this podcast and work, doing this work is it, there's a, I feel like there's not a difference between our expectation of work and the reality of what actually goes on in kitchens and the reality of life in general. And I'm going to explain that a little bit here. So it can go without saying that restaurant work is super freaking hard. It is so hard. Food in The food industry itself is so hard. So many different things in the food industry are so difficult, not just in restaurants, everywhere. Food is tough. In the, in all these sectors, there's always challenges, There's always, especially with staffing, especially with supply chain and whatnot. But if we're going into restaurants, you know, ever since I wanted to be a cook or a chef or anyone in the food world, everyone was always saying, oh, it's going to be tough. And of course it is. I, like Anything worth going after is going to take hard work. So before we get into this discussion, you need to work hard. You need to bust your ass. You need to put in the work and put in the time to be successful at what you're doing, right? All right, we're past that. But there's a difference between the work being hard and then the mindset of the leadership in the restaurant world making this work even harder, right? So yes, there is going to be hard work. Yes, it's going to be tough. And Yes, there's going to be things in the restaurant industry that other people don't face job-wise, but that doesn't excuse poor behavior, uh, poor management, poor leadership, and toxic environments. See, so that's like the difference, and that's the thing I wanted to share. And it doesn't really seem from a lot of like what I'm hearing that it's changing too much. And so I just really wanted to like create an episode focused on this quick idea that our expectations of the food world have to change. And they have to change in the idea of this negative like connotation we put and give to new cooks going into this industry. Like, oh, you're gonna like the hazing, the the trying to mold people, trying to, you know, whip people in the shape, trying to get people like like people like workers just wanna come in and do their job, right? There's so much going on in the world right now. Uh, financially, socially, still kind of in a pandemic. Like there's so much going on in the world. And I think the days of, you know, going to work for someone for free because they're the best and, you know, you might not make money, but you're going to learn so much because they're going to be like brutally like hard on you. And like, I think that stuff really 
needs to die out. I think that way of viewing the restaurant industry really needs to die out. People are losing interest. It, I mean, the labor shortage, yes, everyone is having a labor shortage, but we're one of four industries that has this many job openings. And it's, I, of course, part of it is because the work is hard, but I think also part of it is because the operating system for most restaurants has been, we're going to work people into the ground. They're going to respect us because of that. And then we're somehow going to expect a highly efficient and motivated team. We're going to give people an immense workload, 65, 70 hours a week, not allow them work-life balance, not allow them to take care of themselves or the people that they care for and expect them to be an efficient and productive person in our kitchen long-term and not, you know, we're, we're going to do that and then not expect turnover, not expect burnout. And that's going to be totally okay. No, that's not okay. And this expectation, this automatic setting of the restaurant industry for people coming in is, oh, it's just going to suck. And you're just going to be treated poorly because you're new and you're going to have to work your way up for respect. Look, some of you might have that like that mentality. If that's how you operate, cool. But that isn't productive, and that's not going to grow our industry. And that's not going to grow what we're all trying to achieve, and that's not going to help. Like, like think about it. Like, people looking in from the outside, oh, okay, I might get a career in food. Well, in the state of our economy right now, every, like, everything's expensive you know, things might be getting worse with with like a recession or they might get better. You never know. But obviously things are tight already for people. And they're looking at these jobs. And of course, you know, they might be passionate about cooking and whatnot. And then you get a certain sector of people where it's like, oh, well, money's tight for me right now. So am I going to go take this like barely paying, you know, minimum wage job that is going to not really offer me much? I'm going to be working 50 to 60 hours a week and not have a life. Or can I go find something maybe remote or find something more appealing where I don't have to work so hard? So there's that. It's just the job function itself. But then on top of that, it's like, oh, there's people in the industry that want to like, you know, that that like have this immense pride, obviously, but also just like are going to hate on me if I'm like not fully proficient in the beginning year or two of my career. And it's just going to be this hard slog. So everything going on with financials, with the work itself being hard. But on top of that, a culture of restaurant leaders that are going to try to like mold you or work you into being the ideal person in the kitchen. Like that is, that's not appealing. Not many people want to do that. And I get like, and I, you should have pride for working hard. You should have pride for putting your time in and putting your hours in. You should have pride for focusing in on what you want to do and what you're good at and perfecting your craft. Like I'm like, like I'm separating that from the social side of we're going to treat people like crap to make them better people in the kitchen, or we're going to lead in a brash and hard way to, to, you know, execute on a good way of working the best I've been blessed in my career, even in jobs where I haven't been paid like a ton. I've had amazing mentors and they made the environment great for me. And I, and it's not the entirety of the restaurant industry. So many people I've been fortunate enough to meet in the restaurant industry have been kind, you know, caring, pushing me, pushing me forward, you know, really testing my strengths. There's a difference between that. There's a difference between testing someone and pushing them to be what they can be in a way that's productive versus, Oh, 
it's this is just gonna suck. It's gonna suck for you. You don't have to get through it, and that's where your worth comes from. And I really think we gotta get away from that. I really think we have to stop defining the worth of food industry professionals based off of how much crap they put up with in the industry. It's like, can you make it or get out? Like we don't, we don't have the luxury of operating like that anymore. You don't, I'm not in restaurants anymore. Whoever's owning a restaurant, you don't have the luxury of operating like that anymore. Of like, Oh, well, if you're not tough enough, get out. You don't have that opportunity. We're not in that phase anymore. We're behind the re- the industry's behind. It's, it's lagging and it needs, fresh people and these people interested in it. It needs an overhaul of people that are energetic and excited to be there and really want to put their effort in. And the audacity and the pride and the ego that affected so much of the industry before of, Oh, well, I'm so good that you're just going to put up with all this bullshit that I'm going to throw at you because I'm good as a chef. Like, no, like that, that's done. It's over with. It's an old operating system. Shouldn't have been there in the first place. It's done. It's over with. Throw it out, start over. So you look at the statistics I said in the beginning, and we look at kind of my the people I interact with, and still there's this need. I mean, there's like go look at my page, go look at Lion Cook Thoughts on Instagram, scroll down on what people are sharing. Better access to mental health, less uh, abuse in kitchens, uh, you know, just a overall better understanding of the conditions that a day to day worker focuses on. That stuff's important and that is not going away. So moving forward, going into kind of, you know, 2023 and kind of what I'm seeing, I would hope that we, you know, I remember in the pandemic in the early days when we, uh, when everyone was talking about, you know, the industry, it's like, oh, well, this is our time to reset. This is our time to do a positive change and move forward. And a lot of operators did, like there are a lot of, people operating really well right now but to have still a lot of the bad actors in the industry i see it all the time people commenting all the time like oh you have to like put in your work or we're just raising a bunch of weak work like the 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 industry was so broken that the norm now that the norm that was in place was so broken that when we're actually like see people operating in a correct way there's other people hating on it and it's like, what did, like, what are we doing? Like, why? Like, it doesn't make sense. So all that to say is I'm very interested in what 2023 holds. I'm very interested in talking to you all and kind of picking your brains on how you're feeling. And my goal is to, at the start of the year, do a podcast, bring some people on to kind of discuss the mood, the appetite taste of the restaurant industry in 2023 how are we feeling we're you know in march will be three years since the pandemic started how are we feeling three years since COVID started how are we feeling about the industry in general i want to get people in that have been you know in the very beginning of their career they're in the like starting their careers and like how they see the industry now because the outlook might have changed greatly like some people might be going in the industry now and having really great opportunities and being like yeah this is great i want to get the opinions of people in the industry that are like, you know, mid-level in their careers. And I want to get people's opinions in the industry that are like 20 to 30 years in. That would be the goal. That's the, that's a project I'm going to start working on that I want to release next year in the coming, in like the next few months. But yeah, I mean, it's just like this expectation. It, it, it drives me nuts. I see it all the time online. I see it all the time. I, I get people messaging me all the time 
remember this one person messaged me they're like you know i understand they're, they're like venting to me they're like i understand i need to work 50 to 60 hours a week i understand that's the nature of this job and i understand like in this work is hard and i've put a lot of like blood sweat and tears in this but on top of that to have someone berate me or you know insult me or say that I'm, or say i'm not good enough or like just kind of treat me as expendable even though i'm a key part of their operation like they're just sharing it they're like that sucks and it makes me not want to go into work and it makes me not even want a career or a future in this industry. And the fact that someone's at that point and the fact that there's operators getting people to that point in 2022 going into 2023 is really frustrating. It's angering and it's just downright stupid. It's dumb. It's not a good way to practice business and it's going to lead to a net negative on the industry and your overall outlook on your business as an operator in the long run. So that's my piece on this. That's my expectations um, rant. Please, for the love of all that's good in cooking, the work is hard. The work needs to be put in. There's going to be so much tremendous output of what you need to do if you want to be a chef. And I have so much respect for people in the industry. But there's a difference between the work and the path chosen being hard and difficult. People are aware of that. And then you adding on to that with toxicity, with insults, with berating, with acting like people aren't like there's so much value right now. If you're someone as a, who's a worker in the food world, you have, you hold so much leverage and value because there's still like, I just rattled off all these job openings, all these unemployment statistics or all these like not being able to employ people statistics, I guess I should say there's so much leverage still. And if you're with someone that's like, Oh, I don't need you. You're not like they're bullshitting you. If you're with someone that's saying, Oh, you're not valuable to this operation. You are, they do need you. Because the labor market is still super tight, so don't lose sight of that. Let's and just to, let's just change this idea that people need to suffer even more already. Like it's it's I'm, <laughs> it's bothered me for so long. Restaurant work is hard. The food life is hard. But then artificially adding more negativity and harshness and just toxicity into that to make people's lives even harder because you're going to mold them. And I'm doing air quotes right now. Or you need people to be to respect you. Like all this crazy bs that we tell ourselves in the food world that's got to go it's got to change and hopefully we start to kind of you know keep moving forward in a positive momentum i want to see restaurants staffed i want to see you know the industry doing well i want us to reach back above pre-pandemic levels in regards to staffing and shortages and whatnot but to keep hearing over and over still during the pandemic a lot of my listeners a lot of my followers dealing with the same old bs that they did before the pandemic and sometimes it's even worse because things are tight and like you're the only person in a restaurant and you're being pulled on and you're being treated like crap. It's got to change. It still has to change. There still is so much work to be done. So that's my thoughts on this. Thank you all for listening to the solo episode. And let me know your thoughts. Email me at linecookthoughts@outlook.com. DM me on Instagram at linecookthoughts. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear what your thoughts are on kind of the idea of focusing on the work being hard versus artificial toxicity being brought in by bad actors in the food space. So there's this week's solo episode. Thank you all so much for listening once again. As a reminder, please go to linecookthoughts.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please leave a review. I'm also going to leave a Q&A question in Spotify. So if you're listening on the app, please go in and answer that question. I'd love to get your uh, 
feedback on uh, the question I'm going to ask. And thank you all for listening. Please reach out to me for this one. And if you're at all interested in being a part of that project where I'm going to kind of get like a temperature check on the people working in the restaurant industry, please send me an email at linecookthoughts.outlook.com. DM me on Instagram at at linecookthoughts. Wow, I need some more coffee. Or uh, message me on Facebook. Thank you all for listening. Next week's podcast will be an interview. Very excited to share it. And uh, we'll see you then.